Hey, it's Toy Toy 4! Hey! Welcome, welcome to, or welcome back to Total Spot Fest. This is JJ, that is Jamie. Live! We are live! Yes! <laughs> the law. Well, yes, yes. And those of you who've been with us for a while know the shtick behind Total Spot Fest Live. But no, this is Total Spot Fest Wrestling Podcast. JJ, Jamie, Austin, coming back at you. We got a lot to get to, so... Hello, those in chat. Hello, Heather. Hello, Rob. Anybody else, if you're in chat, it's a few seconds delayed, but please feel free to join in. You can hit us up. If Say hello. Let's say it like that. H-E-4-L's and a W-ish. Hello. All right. How about a howdy? Well, you are a resident Texan, so <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's a good, you know, it's like you know, you almost it's like it's like a Kansas City and saying they don't like barbecue, right? It's like you can't say that, right? You know, it's like, no. but but we do want to thank you if you are watching us on replay. Drop a comment down below. You can always get in touch with us on Twitter at Total Spot Fest, gentlemen. How has your New Year been thus far? <laughs> okay thank you for thank you for the obvious there uh, i've started on my new year's resolution to get like to lose all the weight that i gained back from being a complete dumbass because my wife now has a job we can afford shit now it's i did catch nice. that heather i'm sorry so <laughs> apparently when i switched over i clicked something and uh you motherfucker so let's start over again hey it's total spotfish jj jamie austin coming back at you <laughs> aj over there going into business for himself well i i did all out. the graphics and stuff so i was i was playing around with things here um <laughs> is it still muted is it still it's not still yeah. muted there's no way it's still no. muted it's it's not still muted because i i literally like it was hilarious like you said that i'm like you mf'er and that's the first thing you hear out of my mouth hey, 2024 folks well, that's, that's about that's about on point you know howdy hey hello <laughs> this mf'er with these two guys here we're gonna do a little podcast for you yeah <laughs> uh, it is 2024 um austin didn't get the white shirt memo apparently uh but I didn't hey. you gotta give a brother the iggy you gotta let me know i got white shirts like two of them <laughs> like two of them Dual i see them. i've seen you wear them when you go out like you have a white one of your wife's white shirts I uh, I do have a white Heidi Howitzer shirt. I use his entrance gear occasionally when I'm not rocking the old school black leather vest because that's the most pro wrestling piece of entrance attire you can have outside of a feathered robe, which is just expensive. Uh, but yeah, I I own that white shirt and I have a, a white Britney Spears shirt I brought from Target because... When we moved to Colorado, I was going to get my driver's license picture taken. I thought it'd be funny to have a Britney Spears shirt. Then I find out they only get you from like the throat up, so it didn't matter. So now I just own the shirt. <laughs> Committed I mean, that's a, to the bit. <laughs> that well, was, we, yeah. we gentlemen have a lot to get to. We hope everybody, we hope everybody out there, hope you all had a good New Year's. Happy, safe. 
New Year's 2024 is going in the right direction for you. Uh, I'll tell you what, 2024 is going in the right direction for you. That's for some wrestling. We started off with uh, end of the year and start of the year with some bang. So um, let's get to the end first. Um, so last Saturday was AEW or the final wrestling pay-per-view of the year, period. Uh, World's End. This show, I wasn't, I don't know. It's like, I thought the last couple ones, I've always been like, you know, like Wrestle Dream, the putting these extra ones on here. They're going to be fine. They, I turned to like them almost as much, if not more than some of the big ones. I don't know. I feel like they've, AW's always had good penchant for putting on just banger matches on pay-per-views a lot, but they've mm -hmm. really found a good rhythm, I feel, lately with just pay-per-views that are well worthwhile. Yeah, so, I think World's End, I mean, it, it ended up being worthwhile, but it did, uh, I think it seemed to start a little slow. Uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't a bad pay-per-view. It just... I don't think it really had the moments that you're like the literal holy shit moments you get from a lot of other pay-per-views, but like it was still a solid show. Yeah. So it was, and of course I have picks ready pulled up in front of me here. We're going to go over the picks. There is a title at hand here as always our shiny new belt here on the line the three of us and uh, jamie's second eldest daughter the tyrant known as megan uh up again going for that beautiful title i can't wait to put it around my waist um, that will never happen sir hey i'm i'm trying to lose weight here give me some credit man all right no no no, no i'm saying you'll never win it you're oh. the ruby soho of our group hey ruby Ruby's going to win a damn title. Here's what's funny. Yeah. Is I'll I'll finally win that whenever Ruby finally wins a title. Watch it. I guarantee you. He'll, he'll be 63. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. So, <laughs> so we had our picks in. Uh, Jamie likes to wait until like literally two minutes before the show starts to get his picks in. I'm sitting here thinking like, well, if they're not in by the time the, the, the match happens, I'm not counting it. And literally like at the top of the hour, boom, they come across. You know, that, wait, that would have been a second. That would have <laughs> been a great gimmick if Jamie just didn't send his picks in, but then claimed you can't lose the belt on disqualification. <laughs> that's a heel move right there. Yeah, it that's some heel, heel shit. But that might happen over the summer. For sure. <laughs> Don't give him any ideas. No, I know you definitely can. This is not. This is you know. We're we're, we're you got you, you never you, set those rules. Yeah, you you. you 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 forfeited is what that is. It's not a disqualification. That's a forfeit. You don't even put your picks in. You're not. You're not even I mean, there. if I don't put if, if if the champion doesn't show up, is there a championship match? He forfeits the match. You lose they, your title they by vacated a it. They vacated it before and had other people wrestle for it. So there's there's precedent. Boom. Yeah. Not here. Regardless, we did have our picks. Jamie likes to wait till the last second. I think it's just so he can stress me. He just he's just fucking with me more than anything. More than likely. Um. But, so, uh, we had three matches on the pre-show, um, and I, a quick side note here. So, we'll get to the, the whole whole everything here, but how about three women's matches? What? Three. And you know what? 
two out of three were really good. I thought they were all decent. I thought two out of three were very good. And I thought the other one was fine. It was just fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and the one that wasn't that good had a hometown hero, so to speak. So to speak. So on the pre-show, we had the tw- we had uh, FTW Championship, Hook versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Megan chose Wheeler Yuta for some reason, and we all chose Hook. So <laughs> uh, that's a, that emotion. I need to have my emblem showing. Oh, right. okay. All right. All right. Um, and then we had the Battle of Long Island. Uh, Chris Statlander versus Willow Nightingale. Uh, I'm the only one who chose Willow Nightingale and the only one who got that point. Uh, Willow won. Uh, they're definitely doing a whole angle thing with uh, Statlander and Stokely Hathaway, which, yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah, uh, he, needs, he needs that more than I, anything. I picked Statlander hoping that she was going to turn heel and join up with Stokely because that is desperately needed for her. That's exactly why I picked. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah. I thought it was happening. That's okay. It happens. And then we had the 20-man battle royal. I know this is one of uh, one of Austin's favorite things, you know, the random battle royal. Uh, but 20-man battle royal, winner gets a TNT title shot. As soon as I saw all the picks, because we were all over the place on this. As soon as I saw the picks, I go, God damn it, because Jamie hit the nail right on the head the second he put it in there. I, we, had, we had no idea who was going to be in it, technically, right? So I had... Uh, Roderick Strong, Austin had uh, had uh, Wardlow, Megan took a swing for the fences, put Nick Nemeth in there, which is not a bad guess, right? You know, if you're gonna, yeah. yeah. But then Jamie picks Kill Switch, or he put Luchasaurus, but I'm still counting it. Still counts. Um, Kill Switchosaurus, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Doesn't so. He put Luchasaurus. He put go. Oh yes, of course, because that fits with the storyline of yeah. And Luchasaurus wins. So, uh, so we go on the show. Uh, Megan's pointless. JJ's happy. Uh, Jamie and myself both have two, and Austin's in there at one. Now, for the show itself, we were very similar on a lot of them. So we're just going to talk about the show for the most part here. There's two places where we differed. Okay, and I mean entirely like we were all the way the same with the exception of the TNT title match and surprisingly the world title match. So we'll finish off with those two. But uh, overall impressions of the show, any match you want to kind of, st- you know, you know, single out. Kings and Mox. Holy shit. That's all I got to say. That match. Wet dream again. Those two guys. <laughs> so good together. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought Swerve and Dustin Rhodes over delivered. Absolutely, it was uh, it was interesting because when they cut the promo last Wednesday, setting it up, Swerve made a comment about we'll see if Keith makes it. So it seems like they kind of had an inkling that it was going to get switched last minute, and then you see Swerve and Dustin Rhodes, and they'd had Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes tag in, so it did not make sense, but. You see that and you're a little underimpressed just right. thinking of all the possibilities. Aww. But damn, did they go out there and kill it? And Dustin and, Rose shows why he's the professional that he is, man. Because, man, did he put out. Just the number of guys in AEW that are at or around 50 years old that are still going out there and having tremendous performances is wild. Crazy. Crazy. 
Yeah, that one was great. Uh, I love the mural Andrade, which turned out to be, and we'll talk about this in a moment here, Andrade's last match in AEW. But, I mean, those two, yes, of course I want to see that match. And they put on everything they want. They did a nice little side storyline with the whole CJ Perry thing and everything. But it's great to see Miro. Miro is deservedly a star. And, I, I, you know, he's. I'm glad he's getting a chance to shine through – the platform of collision. So that's good. And I love that. Um, there was two, eight, there was two, eight man tags. Um, one, one was really good. One was not. And the one was really good. was just kind of like a mishmash of stuff put together. Right. You know, it's like, Hey, everybody that was in this tournament. You're going to be in a match together. Go. I was, <laughs> I was about to, to demand an extra point in the pick for calling that four on four with everyone left over from the tournament, like three weeks ago. <laughs> that was a, you, you a thousand percent got that correct. And it, I, that was exactly what they should have done. Cause that was great. I need to get you a Mark Shadamas stamp. I'll do that for next week. Okay. Cause, uh, you nailed that. Um, I'm, I'm going to get the exact same hat Jamie has, but like 20% bigger. <laughs> 20% bigger. Let's do it. It's available on Amazon. I got the middle size. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, welcome to Hatcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the women's it's match like the is, NFL has the lids. Oh, I hate those giant balls. I, I love them. I stand I those. It's so hideously stupid. Oh. That's why they're great. No, no, they're just over the top, just like my personality. Trademark. Thank you. So, two two women's title matches on the main event: Tony Storm going up against Riho. Um, this one was good. It was never any doubt, though. It was going to be Tony Storm the whole time. Yeah, right, right. I think the other one too. So Abaddon versus Julia Hart. There was never any doubt. It was going to be Julia Hart, I think, really, you know, with the way they built the storyline up. But it's great to see Abaddon on the main roster. Yes, there was a little bit of a botch on the fu- on the finale on the on the on the uh, the moonsault, which happens from time to time. She didn't have it line. She she over rotated for as close as she was to the, to the turnbuckle, and that happens, you know. Overall, the match was I felt good storytelling wise, and it was good to see Abaddon get an actual pay per view match. So love seeing that. Yeah, it was it was cool to see Abaddon on pay-per-view. The uh the house rule of biting is legal. I get it from a character standpoint, but in in execution was kind of silly cuz you can bite for 5 seconds at a time and not get disqualified anyway. <laughs> and, true. Like Abaddon got those two bites in on the arm towards the end, but they were about the 5 seconds you would normally get without the ref breaking it and didn't really Mm-hmm. add much uh but yeah that aside the the moonsault was uh, a little unfortunate but it is what it is it was not the uh the first women's match of the night where they tripped at the finish line a little bit but you, you just work through it and you go back out there the next time yeah i mean exactly we've seen a lot worse botches in women's matches recently so yeah you know three women's matches one pay-per-view clap clap so the two matches that we differed on was we'll start with we'll start with do chronological here. So we had the TNT title match, okay? No disqualification title match between Adam Copeland, and Christian Cage. Um, so 
Austin and Jamie both selected Adam Copeland. Myself and Megan both selected Christian Cage. I do want to specify that since now we are, I mean, actually since the time the main show started, Megan was technically eliminated the whole time because of her getting clean swept on the pre-show. I just want to throw that out there. You don't have control over me anymore. I should turn down that picture back there. Well, uh, well in fairness, she goes, why are we counting the pre-show? Because pre-show is a pre-show. It's not the actual show. Part I mean, card. she's got a good point. Well, not a part of the main card. Yeah, but the, the pre-show more often than not has matches that could go either way. Fair. And a lot of the main card is is pretty predictable a lot of the time. So I think it only makes it more interesting to keep the pre-show on there. Yeah, well, <clears throat> you know, I don't mind because I'm a champion. So. <laughs> well, Megan can, Megan can complain all she wants. And yeah. But we were split on this. So let's talk about the match for a second, guys, because I don't know about y'all. This is by far my match of the night. A thousand percent. You can't deny that. Like... The the match had everything. Like you had two amazing pros in their storytelling. Ooh. Storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. It was brutal. It was beautiful. It was satisfying. It was devastating. Like it had all the emotions that you'd want in in a match. And you also got to see Nick Wayne. Now I'm referring to him as Nicholas Cage. Because he's a part of the family, <laughs> um, going through a burning table. I just how about how about the the, the crowd? You know, because they know it's TLC, right? So they start off TLC chance, and it's the tables chance, and they get a table, and then they want fire, and they're yelling, "We want fire!" We and they get fire. They get fire. <laughs> Asking you shall receive. Yeah that that was everything you could have hoped it would be, and it was. I'm glad they got to do that in AEW where they got as mm-hmm. much time as they wanted and got to do whatever they wanted to tell that story. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was probably going to be the match of the night because you've got two guys that not only had the story going into it, but then can go tell that story in the ring to make sense of everything you've seen on TV leading up, which is just not something everybody has. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be a good pro wrestler without that. But when you've got two guys that are great at it, it usually leads to the best thing you're going to see on the show. And yeah, right. for me, this was easily match of the night. So it comes down to it and true. Jamie loves this the most fashion. Adam Copeland uses a kill switch to get the victory and become your new TNT champion. We called that. Enter Killswitch, a.k.a. Luchasaurus, behind him as he's holding the belt. Remember, he had just won a TNT title shot. So he jumps him, beats him up. He's going to cash in when he's interrupted by Christian, who who says something to him and demands he gives, and he does. He gives him the contract. Christian signs it. They ring the bell back on Christian's shoulder. So hypothetically, we all got this question right. But in reality, Jamie and Austin got this question correct. Got this match correct. Which which in reality, since I guess the battle royal, 
Like that should have been extra points because I knew the story. Just saying. But it's fine. No, I think the you guys only are, match are seeing that, where this is going here. <laughs> yeah, the, the only match that counted was the one booked for the evening. The first one. I marked it. I wasn't going to count yeah. it, but I knew Jamie was like, if I poke that bear just a little bit. But no, <laughs> it, I like the swear. I think it's great because you give him the victory, but you also don't give him the belt. And fantastic. Yeah, I like that Adam Copeland didn't leave the title, and you also don't end Christian's run. Because uh, it, it it seemed going into it like they'd kind of booked themselves into a corner. You can't have Adam right. Copeland just lose again to Christian. Uh, even with Luchasaurus winning that battle royal earlier, they didn't do a lot. spend a lot of time hyping up that it was an anytime cash-in. No. So by the time you get to the end of the match, it's not like really just popping out in your mind. I'm sure there's some people that saw it coming a few miles away, but Adam Copeland and Christian like sucked you into that match so hard that you kind of forget the giant dinosaur has the cash in contract. And that was even a possibility. So it was some of the best storytelling <laughs> AEW has done as far as the pay-per-views go. So, which is nice. Cause this leads us to the final match of the night, your main event. Samoa Joe versus MJF for the AEW world title. Megan, myself, Austin, we all chose Samoa Joe. And Jamie chose MJF. The way it's all shaken up is this. Like I said, Megan's been eliminated. Me and Austin, or, or Austin and I, we are currently tied. If Samoa Joe wins, we'd also be tied with Jamie, all three of us tied together. So it goes to tiebreaker. If MJF wins, Jamie just wins outright. So we do have times in case we need them, but the match itself went about, I'm not going to lie, about exactly like I thought. <laughs> you get to Adam Cole comes it, out and he's on the ringside the whole time. And, you know, I, did, I, I believe I, in my heart of hearts, Knew that's how that match was going, <laughs> but I went with what Vegas was telling me, and I went against my heart and just bet with the money. Vegas is there and... to get your money, to not let you win. Yeah, get your yeah. money, and and look where it got you. It, it so, got me tied, tied with you guys. So we're all tied. Someone jokes a tap out. We'll talk. We'll talk about that more in a second here. But the tiebreaker is as such. So I had 21 minutes and 21 seconds. I don't know why I did that. 21, 21. <laughs> Jamie had 21, 39. I'm convinced he cherry-picked and you've got just a little bit above me. Uh, but that's just my paranoia talking. And oh, I didn't also, even look at your numbers at oh, all. Oh, good. Just... Good. Uh, that was the point. Um, and then Austin went with 18 minutes and uno second. I get that price so, is right in there. So price me and Jimmy right are right around the 21 minute mark or so. And the match, as we always do, it's bell to bell. That's when we always do it. Bell to bell. 17 minutes and 52 seconds. You were nine 10 seconds. seconds off, man. That is wow. Stellar. Well done. To our new pay-per-view click chat but let me move the belt here i got a belt for all uh, the boom yeah austin reddick looking yeah check, check the mailbox the champ is here <laughs> so this, this my baby is no longer my baby 
for now. <laughs> you earned it. You did good. I should have went with my heart instead of with Vegas. Congratulations. And you know what? You know what? There's a t-shirt waiting for you. If you want to join the FWO and conspire against JJ, we gladly have you among our ranks. We'll, we'll just collude on our picks from here on out, so we just trade the belt back and forth. Like, we'll <laughs> make just, them just different enough that one of us to be on my side to get away from Jamie, you know? It's like, you know, you're not in the J-Money club, or you could have been, hey, or you just hey, could have been like I'm, a partner of, you know? It's like an offshoot, you know? it's Even when I'm losing, I'm winning. Well, I, I got to do lost, the heel Jamie. thing. So I want to do the heel thing and join up with him, but just keep upstaging him and making it about <laughs> myself. Exactly. That's how you do it. You thought the reign of terror was over, but it is just beginning. Exactly. Come back of the century coming up here. Well, the good news and bad news is, uh, uh, good news is you're going to have that belt on your shoulder for a good little while. Cause, uh, as far as we know, next pay-per-view is not until revolution. And I'm the longest reigning champ of 2024, and I'm going to keep it that way. <laughs> Hold the phone, sir. It's well, not going to be revolution. Well, so far as from, at least from the media scrum, that's what he was indicating. Well, hold on. I propose we bring back the rumble of mania. Mm, okay. Okay. That's fair. I'm a fighting champion. Actually, no, those are non-title. Those are title eliminators. You got to win <laughs> Rumble and Mania to challenge me at Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this. We'll let you guys know next week what we're going to come up and, with here. And, and before we move on to anything, Heather, the Heat Seekers is the worst damn move of all time. <laughs> worst move of 2023, of 2022, of 2021, and 20. Worst move ever. Bruh, you act like the overdrive slash playmaker doesn't exist. <laughs> the old MVP slash Randy Orton I mean, step over the head and just swing oh, him around gingerly. There's a lot. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Pictures. It's better than the Heat Seeker. I'm not saying the Heat Seeker yeah. is up there with like, you know, one of Mount Rushmore of finishing maneuvers, but it's not nearly as bad as some of that other garbage I've seen throughout the decades, dude. Seriously, it's, it's god awful. I can't stand it. Now, the big takeaway, of course, was after it was all over, he chokes him out, right? And then takes the belt mm -hmm. and runs, mm -hmm. right? There's Adam Cole, and of course, here come the Devil's Men, and they've got them both captured. And they're gonna, they're gonna just chair the f out of Adam Cole, right? And they're both, both of them are saying, "No, don't do him, do me," right? Uh, to to the chair, blackout. And sweet vindicated justice. Adam Cole sitting in the chair with the four men behind him. Who unmask, and if you haven't seen, if you're living on a rock, of course it is, the kingdom of uh, I'm Matt Taven and Michael Bennett, Roderick Strong, War Daddy, and Adam Cole in that just undisputed era, leader, gloriousness. And they beat I want the stamp. Shit. I want my stamp. Was I called that shit from the jump? I call that shit from the jump. At least give me that. I lost my belt. I got nothing, guys. I think we all called a lot of this from the jump. I'll give myself a stamp, too, just because I can't. Yeah, I don't know if you get a stamp for saying that Adam Maradi in the kingdom. <laughs> did you did you specifically say Wardlow is going to be with them? 
I said at the time of the reveal. So hold on. You could look at the original tapes when I originally called it. I said the um, MJF's going to drop the tag team belts, the ROH belts, to the kingdom, and you're going to have Adam Cole. And Heather 100% called Wardlow. Yeah, so Heather gets a stamp because you didn't call Wardlow. But I called tooth. Hey, <laughs> Meatloaf says two out of three ain't bad. All right. First of all, we've all seen this coming for weeks on end yeah. now. I think everybody gets a stamp everywhere. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay. One this was what it. Stamp. This is what it should have been the whole time. Everybody knew this is what it was going to be, and thank God it was because. We start. It, it was so obvious. We started going on wild tangents. Remember the whole Jungle Boy ta- tangent when we went down, and then I there's, still love that that tape. I mean, I, mean I still love, I love a lot it. of things. I still like doing the reveal of Kyle O'Reilly, and then you know it turns around and boom, there's a cane in the side of your face, right, from Adam Cole. But they do it. They beat the they beat the crap out of him. Leave him lying there. That's how your pay per view ends. We'll get back. We'll put a pin that. Get back to that. But finally. The devil saga is over, and for the time being, so is MJF inside of a ring in AEW. Yeah. The CM Punk tangent was actually kind of funny, Rob. Not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> that was actually kind of funny. I was like, that would be like super meta. Won't ever happen, but super meta. And it didn't, thank God, for all <laughs> thank of us. God. I, he's yeah. where he belongs. He belongs to be a part of the machine. So just mm-hmm. let him be a part of the machine. All is good. Speaking of the machine, gentlemen, you know, we are on the precipice of the road to WrestleMania. But we are also in... <laughs> yes, sign-pointing season is right. Sign-pointing right. season! I'm totally going to get a sign to hang right there. It's going to say... <laughs> point here like i i actually could do it so i'm gonna, gonna totally make wrestlemania up. sticker put right there so i can it says like point this. here <laughs> um but anyway so sign pointing season is getting ready to come up but that's not the only season it is like we have lots of big things like wrestle kingdom is is uh tonight Ooh. officially yes. um and then you have um you know some of the other big things but it is also free agency season because all those free agents officially came free and now they're able to sign with anybody. The, the you talk about the WWE free agents, but there's also free yes. agents in TNA Impact as well. And there's NMLW, a couple of names that are, now, that are now out there from AEW, right? So this is mm-hmm. a, five years now of AEW. So you're around that time. You're now starting to get some people in AEW, and they're big enough that we're going to have some shuffling amongst... I'm using these three as like, you know... I know TNA is kind of the small child, but still, it's a, it's the third in, you know, the big... You know, the three biggest. It's this by far number three, but still. It's mm-hmm, out there. Mm-hmm. So, predictions? Names you guys want to see? Well, I would like, I would like to start with a little T first, because we like our T. <laughs> so there is reports that Mercedes Monet was going to sign with AEW, and then those that just just didn't happen. Then Sasha Money. Banks was going to come back to uh, WWE, but that recently, as of this past week, has just deteriorated, and they have uh, talks have stopped between her and WWE. 
And the rumor is she is going to be in AEW imminently. Yeah. Now, everything I read about that was that it's a thousand percent. Their numbers didn't align and they weren't close and they weren't going to get close. So they stopped talking. Yep. You know, they weren't mad at each other, but they stopped talking. And Tony Khan swoops in and goes, I have a big paycheck. <laughs> yeah. My dad makes lots of money. <laughs> so gentlemen, <clears throat> I pose to you one do you think she's going to sign and if you do who else do you think from the WWE is going to sign so again to your prediction piece I'm still not going to rule out her ending up back in WWE uh, they're apart right now but we just saw that with Punk like three months ago it was supposedly dead in the water, and then it picked back up. That seems to make the most sense. Uh, especially, I'm not sure AEW really needs her right now, as we will get into before too long. They have expanded their women's division. So now you can always use the star power Mercedes Monet brings. Uh, but they've kind of got some some good and interesting shit finally popping off with their women's division. And I'd personally rather see that ride and see Sasha Banks return to the WWE instead. I think if Sasha Banks really wants to get out there and get, get into wrestling soon, yes. I can see her in AEW soon. The word that SRS is throwing out there is eminently. Okay, sure, whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. That can mean anything. You know? Um... <clears throat> If indeed they, it holds true, because they don't really have a pay-per-view until March. Yeah, March is when Revolution is. They don't really have a big event that I'm aware of, at least on the books yet, before that. Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, you don't just pull her out on a random collision or something, right? You know? Especially if you're going to give her as much money as she's wanting. And on the other hand... I don't see my whole my whole thing from the start was AEW of course makes the most sense, and they'd be a fool not to pay her. But I don't see they're paying her more money than Charlotte Flair is making. I just don't, and I don't agree with it. But I also don't think it'll happen. So, is she going to stick to her guns, or is she going to show up in AEW sometime in a few months? I think the latter. Yeah, I I am of the ilk of the three big whim, free agent women that are out there. There's three big ones. She's, of course, by far the biggest. Like, she's one, mm-hmm. and then you have two, a solid two, and then you have a solid three. Um, Mercedes Monet, I think she's going to end up in AEW. I think it makes a lot of sense. She is a draw for them. I think it, it just it will get views. You know, that's what they need. They need that to get back over the hump and then have better creative with women, which is definitely a lot better lately. So it's like, let's keep this train a rocking and, you know, maybe get two women's matches on, on Dynamite. Uh, <laughs> just saying. Um, But the other two, Julia from Stardom, definitely going to, to WWE. All of her friends are there. Like it, it just it feels like that's inevitable. Yeah. I mean her her and Mariah May are friends, but not like her and Asuka and her and EO. Uh, so put that's... a lot 
Hunter, you know, Triple H put a lot of work to establish a Japanese kind of in America inside of WWE with, you yeah. know, EO and Asuka and Kyrie, and then he get above and beyond that. So I feel like Julia is, yeah, that just that's a no brainer to me. Yeah, and then Camille is from NWA. She mm-hmm. is uh, uh, from all accounts of I've never actually personally got to see her. She's she was on the list of some people I did want to see, but she looks like she can wrestle really well. She fits the mold of WWE better than T, uh, TNA or AEW, mm-hmm. to be honest. I would like to see her in TNA better, just because they just did lose one of their big women just recently. Like, like it's not like you know. Well, about. like um, Trandy is supposed to be rumored to be going back to WWE very yeah. soon. Which makes their thir- their January thirteenth pay per view interesting because she's going up against Jordan Grace in a match she's definitely not retaining that belt for. <laughs> no. So that's my predictions there on the men's <clears throat> side. Nick Nemeth is AW period. Yeah, uh, Masafa Ali, which you know I see a lot of people throwing Masafa like going on AW run or a TNA run. I like him going to TNA, but I love him going to New Japan. Give him I, or Noah something like that. Give him a Japanese run, yeah, man. I think I that guy. The, I love the video over there. promo he did. That was fantastic. Yeah, but him going to either AEW or TNA doesn't exclude him from working in Japan as exactly. well. I uh, well, so I would cool. like to see Mustafa Ali in AEW because I think he is is good enough to go there and put on dope matches with some of the best wrestlers in the world. For me, Nick Nemeth. I think I said this a few weeks ago. That's a TNA guy to me. And like, I want to see him go there and have his run. Everyone kind of wanted to see him had in, had in WWE. I want to see him have that in TNA. Get his, his top guy vet run. I think he would fit in and work well there. I don't, I don't know what you do with Nick Nemeth in AEW right now. TNT. TNT title, baby. I mean, at most, but then... The TNT title is yeah. almost buried to this point. It's on Christian's shoulder. You don't want and to take it off. Also, it's... For the last couple of months, it's been feuded on by Edge and Christian. You want to add Dolph Ziggler to the mix too? Like <laughs> at that point, I mean, you just got to tight. Here's the thing about TNA. I mean, I think you got Josh Alexander, right? You know, no, no, of course. Um, Alex Shelley's your current champion, right? Which still feels a little weird because to me, he's always going to be a machine gun. But whatever. Um, you other, you other. You got Moose, who's Moose, right? But then your other top guys are guys who've been there for a long time. And, you know, they kind of move them around to give them a little fresh face. But, you know, Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. And you need, you need, you need another top name to put in there to kind of freshen up that top level picture, right? And I feel like you put Nimeth in there, that fits, right? Yeah. Nimeth versus Moose, you want to see. Nimeth versus Alexander, you want to see. Nimeth versus Shelly, put in my eyes seven times a week. Come on, right? And then you can pull in Callahan. Callahan versus Nimeth. And then you got, so you got, I think, I think TNA, it just makes a ton of sense. I personally would like but, to see Ali in TNA as well. Just because, again, I think that yeah. with the kind of, the thing he's doing with the whole, this whole president run thing you know and all this stuff i don't know if there's really 
the room to let that bloom in AEW, which is the way that their roster is currently, right? That's fair. I think Jamie's right. I think Japan would eat him up, you know? He's so built for Japan, man. Like his style. Mm-hmm. Or hell, go down to Mexico, Triple A oh, and CMLL. CML, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, like, me, another one. So there was one announcement that has been made. Um, so they're slowly kind of trickling out. For as I said, thirteenth is hard to kill, which is TNA's next pay per view. The first pay per view as. TNA again, right? And they're slowly trickling out for the women's X division or Ultimate X match. And they announced a couple days ago that Zaya Brookside is going to be in the X division. Right on. So nice. she found, I think it's a good spot for her, as we've long said. The TNA women's division is excellent. They get a lot of time, they have a lot of different angles they go with. It's a good, great place for, especially for someone like Zaya who's younger, has some name recognition, but maybe not the most name recognition. I think it's perfect. I think also I would like to see in TNA just put that Aaliyah. Yeah, I yeah. think she'd get lost and buried in in AW, like because everybody, oh, it's Aaliyah, you know. But over there, but oh, it's Aaliyah, you know. Like it's just got really, that different impact. She yeah. gets really good to put a good stamp on her stuff. And what if you end up like hooking up and then not hooking up, but I mean, putting together Aaliyah and Mustafa. Mustafa in his kind of shtick and make her like you. I think that I, I don't know. I've always, I've always liked the both of them that they have great potential. So, man. Well, to Neil Dashwood and Madcap or Riddick Moss, whatever. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, um, they're going, I bet you they're going to land up in TNA. Like, that's where she they did her best will. work. Well, they're, yeah, they're, probably. they're actually, they're actually vying. I read a little, uh, or I saw a little like interview they did. They're actually dedicating a lot of time to kind of their travel thing. They want to do the travel vlog and they're hosting some internet travel stuff, right? Because she's a big mm-hmm. the travel. They're doing like camp van life things and stuff like this. You know, so I could see them doing more moonlighting and wrestling over the next year or so. And I think TNA is perfect for that. Plus they, Either way, it's just history. good that we we once again have a time where people have multiple places to work. Right? It's a beautiful thing. Well, beautiful thing. our next pay-per-view may be Royal Rumble. That is the next pay-per-view on the books, too, guys. That's only a couple. That's what? The 27th, I believe. That's coming up. Sometime in January, for sure. Leah should not be in the ring at all. Sam, Sam okay. man. I, Sam, Sam I disagree, good. sir. She's I not terrible. Know. Like Dana I've, Brooke won't ever be in one again because she doesn't have to. But Aaliyah, I I feel like she did all right, man. I I thought she I've always liked end, Aaliyah. You know, yeah. I feel. Yeah. I I politely disagree. All right, so politely. Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble coming up, guys. Um, we'll talk more about it. Maybe we'll do picks for Rumble. We'll see. We absolutely should, and for twenty twenty four. Prices right rules are in effect. No. 100%. No. Hey, how about this? Let's vote. Who's who wants prices right rules? We're talking about for the for the time for the tiebreaker? Yes. yes. If you go over it all you're out. Well, if everybody's over it's the closest at that point. Oh, so now it's if everybody's well, over it's now well, it's if the everybody's over. No, if everybody's over. No. Then 
It's the closest. But you if you have something like under to it, no matter if you're a second over or a second rivals. under, closest to I'm, it. I'm going to stick with closest to it no matter what. Uh, as someone that just picked within nine seconds of the actual time, that's a <laughs> skill that should not be undervalued. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Price is right rules. All right. But yeah, Rumble is the next pay-per-view coming up. And uh, for, for me, Rumble season is one of my favorite times of the year. And uh, as the current reigning defending pick'em champion, I figure <laughs> it's my obligation to drop a little knowledge on everybody. And uh, and this week, I'm going to drop a little stash of knowledge about Royal Rumbles. Let's do it. Ooh. A championship edition stash give, of knowledge. Give us that knowledge. Put it in my ear holes. Come on. So I, uh, as, as a person that thoroughly enjoys watching old wrestling, I've decided kicking off 2024, I was going to try and watch every Royal Rumble ever in the month of January. Oh, wow. That's now, horrible. that... That does seem like a monstrous task, but I do work from home and can literally just have the Royal Rumble so I can get through. Are you talking about just stop? You talk about just the match, right? No, no, the entire oh. pay per view. Okay. I don't right. half ass anything. I go all, all right. in. I'm watching okay. the entire show. Whole okay. I'm whole ass in Royal whole Rumbles in January so 2024. <laughs> so uh, I, I, uh, I kicked that off the other day. I am three deep. Uh, moving, moving along at an all right okay. pace. I got through 88, 89, and 90. <laughs> uh, the the times before the Royal Rumble guaranteed you a shot at WrestleMania. And uh, through these early couple Royal Rumbles, I forgot how much I appreciated. They were very much a showcase of your mid-card talent. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't about your top guys as much. You get a segment from them. You get Hogan in the Rumble after the first one. So, I mean, they're in there. But it's not just another show to put your top guy over. It's to create some new stars. And it's something I, I they got away from a long time ago. I wish they'd go back to. Yeah. yeah. But the Royal Rumble used to be the, the perfect time to build up some people to be your stars of the future. And... That's very important in wrestling. It's one thing I genuinely appreciate about AEW, especially coming off the heels of watching that Continental Classic tournament. You have nearly a dozen guys that could be your world champion and would be a believable world champion, as opposed to one or two that just keep cycling through everyone else and everyone but these Apex guys are just less than. Uh not the case in AEW. It was very much still the case in these early Royal Rumbles, but the shows themselves <laughs> are are putting some other people over. The uh, the highlight of the first three for me, actually, is the very first one, 88. You get a Jumping Bomb Angels tag team match against the Glamour Girls, <laughs> and they're out there busting yeah. out awesome spots in 1988 that you would still pop for today. But you would always get a handful of random mid-card matches, and then the yeah. Rumbles... You'd get some top guys in there, but they also treated it like everyone that entered had a shot to win. Mm-hmm. And earlier in the show, you would get one of my all-time favorite bits they've ever done in wrestling. These short, like, 10-second promos about why people are going to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. something they do on Collision still occasionally at the beginning of the show that they really did hard when they first quick started cuts. it. So you'd have, like, earthquake. Those quick little vignettes. Then... 
Bobby. Hey, Hughes, here's man. here's my name. Here's a little bit about me. Here's why I'm going to win. On to the next guy. I really wish they would start just treating the entire roster like somebody, because that's that's sorely missed from pro wrestling, and it was just such a nice touch. That's my that's my stash of knowledge. If you are in in WWE on the writing team and happen to be listening to this show. Start bring back the pre Royal Rumble vignettes and make yeah. every one of those people seem like they're important to some degree and might actually win. That has been my first championship address. Well, Tony Khan <laughs> watches us because he has <laughs> ripped us know, off a few Tony. times. Yeah. It's it can't be coincidence at this point. I do find it, it interesting. Be because of tonight. I don't know if you heard tonight, but I pop. I'm like, I'm the one who started saying that shit. That's mine. That's fine. I do like, and you're right. A lot of those early rumbles too. You got a good 20, 25 minutes of Greg the Hammer Valentine for sure. Um, Absolutely. All the time. But <laughs> he was, give me a Royal Rumble where he didn't last long. You can't, because he lasted at least twenty minutes, like every time he was always in. Um, it, it's interesting. There's, I think, because if I if if I to take that and just you know comment on it for a quick second, Austin, there basically was like there's been four generations of Rumble. Yeah, like you talk about here, the showcase in the mid card, and you know the every you know it wasn't necessarily that. And then you had the this is to elevate your top guy. Period. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you had the. We're just going to have a bunch of ridiculous cameos. That's all you really care about, right? To now, where it's almost more ceremonial, but still a top guy is going to win, right? Yeah. Because it's and for it's, a shot at a title at WrestleMania. So it's the, part the of one story thing, now. The one thing I'm, uh, I'm not looking forward to the most on this watch of all the Royal Rumbles is the fact that they never truly use the rumble to elevate someone new. There's, there's an old story that's been brought up uh, on those of you that have checked out Bruce Pritchard's podcast in the, in the past at some time talking about the Steiners in 1993, how they were pitching for Scott Steiner to win that rumble and face Yokozuna at mania, which would have been awesome. Would have built a star immediately. That's probably the closest they ever really came, but just once have someone no one would ever expect that isn't Vince McMahon win the Royal Rumble. Just once. Please do it. Yeah. No Vince, please. Yeah. No John Cena. No Cody Rhodes, because that's who's going to win it this year. You know, I'm already putting that out there. You I don't think that. Cody's winning the Rumble. You don't think Cody's going to win the Rumble and force a triple threat match between him, The Rock, and, and Roman Reigns. No, I think Rock and Roman Reigns is going to happen at Elimination Chamber, and they're going to have another way to get Cody back to Roman Mania. I think he's winning it. I think he's winning it, man. Your um, options are very limited, though. That's the problem. Yeah, and and to build on your guys' points, like I still remember the first when Sean won it. Like mm-hmm. that was such a an amazing moment when Stone Cold won it. That was such an amazing moment. You know, Ric Flair for the title. Yeah, like there were so Best many ever. amazing rumbles back in the day. Then we get to Heather's point, the Brock Lesnar rumble. Everybody knows about that one. You know, like the worst rumble probably of all time. Like <laughs> I would terrible. call that the worst. 
You know, it, really quick though, as not ideal as that was for a while, it got you the moment with Brock and Keith Lee, and that was dope. That well, there was a there was a, yeah. there was a there was a couple cool moments in the match, sure, but even that was a letdown. And because that was the one where Drew eliminates him, right? Uh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he eliminates thirteen that, in a row, and then Drew came out, and yeah. then there was. He couldn't like, that eliminate was a, him immediately, and then three people, two, three people later, Drew eliminates him. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a big deal for Drew. Like at least there, I get what they were trying to do. Like have Brock tear through the bunch of guys that were never going to win it anyway, and then have Drew come out and eliminate him to build your steam running into WrestleMania. Like that, I get the story to, in execution. Having one guy in there tossing people for half of it probably wasn't the best idea, well, but... A, the whole thing is, it's story now. It's all story. Yeah. It's all part of the yeah. main storyline. There's not the, like you said, the, the, the essence yeah. of the rumble. And, and, and he, broke, he broke Kane's record, which still pisses me off because Kane was in there for an hour doing it. Like... <laughs> He, there were so many people in there. Kane was just eliminating everybody. That was before mm-hmm. the Santino Morella seven second one. That doesn't count. But I'm just saying, like, he was eliminating guys like crazy, but there were still other things going on instead of just one dude in the ring. It was just like, it. the execution, like, we never mind. Like, we all know. We all know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, yeah. like, I agree with the journey that the Rumble has taken. I still watch it because it is a great spectacle. You know, like no matter what, if I don't, even if I don't like the Fed, which I have not liked the Fed for two years, but now they are sans Vince, I'm back in. I'm actually enjoying a lot of the wrestling. Like they put on some great matches. Uh, Rhea Ripley for president, you know, 2020. Pay per views uh, have been solid in the the past, like since Mania, even a little before Mania. All their pay per views have been solid. Yeah. But like, I, I will watch it. I know Cody Rhodes is going to win it. I like the solo idea. I think that's a great idea as well. But uh, I'm calling Cody now. And I'll still watch it and I'll still enjoy it. Yeah, the Rumble's always just, it's fun to watch no matter what. You get to pop every two minutes when someone else runs out. You get the anticipation of waiting for the next person. And even when they end up not being that great, you don't really realize it until the end anyway. So you still had an enjoyable time watching it. If there is some special cameos, those are still fun. I still like seeing the, the throwback here or there. They have a bigger roster now, so they haven't really been doing that lately. But it's nice to get somewhere out, someone out of left field. I think last year they had, what, Booker T entered, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like he pops up in the Rumble like every three years or so. <laughs> so now, rumor has it AJ Lee's going to be in this one for the ladies. Yeah. You could see that. She's been training a lot lately, so we'll see. Well, it's a fantastic stash of knowledge. Thank you for always for enduing us with your your knowledge there. Let us know how let us know how the watch through of Rumble is going. So you've got keep as, of, as recording, you have twenty four days to watch. So you're up to what eighty? You said ninety. I watched the first three. I'm at ninety. There's probably what thirty two left or something like that. Well, you've got 1990, it's 2023. You've got 33 33 remaining, yes. Yeah, I can do that. 
I'll get through. <laughs> Thirty-three and twenty-seven days, or twenty-four days. Let's go. I say I say I'll get through them. That's if I don't quit once I get to like the two thousand mid two thousands or so. But <laughs> I'm gonna try and soldier through. Well, you're gonna be at ninety-two. My favorite Rumble here very shortly. So. Night so uh Survivor Series 91 through WrestleMania 8 is some of the best pro wrestling TV WWF ever put on. Oh, I know. Like there's so many stories popping off. We were we were at that prime age to be that late 80s, (laughs) early 90s wrestling fan. (laughs) Oh, my my favorite of all time is 1995's Royal Rumble. Sorry, I know. Sorry, guys. Your you, your sound went down a little bit, Jamie. I don't know why. Uh, I'm sorry. Is this better? Hey, yes, I enjoyed yes. the Jimmy's, 95 Jimmy's Rumble as well. We're fucking with it. <clears throat> yeah, 95 was, was solid. Was good. Michael's Michael's first. He won cool. two consecutive, as we all know. And you get Brett and Diesel on that pay per view in a pretty solid match. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just truck ahead here uh, because we do have the fallout from the current pay-per-view that happened. Uh, Dynamite was earlier on this evening. So post-show, which actually felt more like a post-show. We've talked about this recently. AEW's done a lot better jobs. They could they, at the beginning, to rehash this just a smidge, they had problems with their go-home and their post-show shows. Yeah, they didn't know what to do. It was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. They didn't know what to do with their shows, right? Mm-hmm. Go-homes now feel like go-homes, and this felt like a post-show to a T, but very like well they, done. Felt like they woke up in the morning and piss ex- excellence? Is that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Continue your bit. Um, yeah, like from what they had advertised ahead of time, it it looked kind of interesting, but it kind of also looked like they were going to fall into that trap of what do we do now after pay per view, right? Uh, but no, they delivered. Man, it felt it felt like they were setting up AEW for twenty twenty four. Like shit was moving along like you'd want it to. So yeah, it was one of the better follow up to a pay per view episodes of Dynamite they've done. So Jamie, let's sure. go through it. Um, you know, lots of good stuff. I should we just go ahead and start chronological because I think everybody probably would love us to talk about uh, Adam Cole as the devil it. and his group. Wait, that, Adam Cole's the devil? Yeah, <laughs> and his group, which is now, as Sandman did also say, he called out as well the undisputed kingdom. Um love it or hate it. Name. What do you guys think? Love it. I like it. But you can't really do hand things, you know? I don't mind it. I wish they would have really done do something different. With your hand. I can't do it. It's a, it's a little too on the nose, but eh, it's fine. I don't like hey, the logo. You know? I don't like the logo. I will say that. I mean, you didn't like Hit Rose lo- logo either. We can go back to the annals of history for that one. Um, but, Hippo. you know what? It's, it's a logo. Um, <laughs> That's, I'm just saying. That's, well, I, I know. I I think it's just because I have such fondness for Undisputed Era that you know I just gotta get used to it. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's like a new pair of underwear. You know, first they're uncomfortable, then they become a part of you. Um, <laughs> I'll just bust out the movie references, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. Um, all right, so we had uh, Adam Cole and the Undisputed Kingdom come out. And they talked about all of the things, you know, why they did it, and oh, he uh, talked about why he did it because he's the only one who spoke. 
because all the the kingdom. Uh, look, sorry, one of them did speak, and that was Roddy because he's like you know our our leader, Adam, and he gave to his best friend. Sorry, and he gave him the mic, and it was not necessarily story time with Adam Colbebe. But he definitely hit a lot of points. And one of the big ones was that they are going for gold. That was the whole point of them all getting together. And I love that because it does set foundation for the rest of the year. Of Obviously, we've got the Ring of Honor uh, tag champs. They've already got those. Then you have Roddy going after the in, um, Intercontinental Championship. International. And, sorry, International. Sorry. Intercontinental, Jesus. <laughs> like wrong that's, the, that's the wrong Jamie. fed right there, son. Yeah. And then, of course, Wardlow going for the AEW World's Heavyweight Champion. But then when Adam is healthy enough, he knows that Wardlow will do the right thing and forfeit it and give it to him. All right, planting that seed. Just throwing just but, you know. Because they, they're the first group that actually respects Wardlow. I feel like that's just going to fall apart in the next month and a half, two months. It's inevitable. Yeah, I I thought Wardlow being involved with the rest of them seemed a little bit odd. And then they cut this whole promo, and it was pretty obvious he's just there to hang out until MJF comes back and then probably turn on them and join sides with MJF, which it's a a slight variation on what you did with him the first time he got over hang out with some heels long enough, be the big guy that has enough of it, beats him up about it. So hopefully they can, they can heat Wardlow back up again. Uh, Cause boy, did they cool him off over the last like 18 months or so, or whatever it was. Not even, I think it's been less than that, but it's been, yeah. Less. Wardlow. <laughs> the only thing I didn't really like about the uh, Wardlow is going to do the right thing and forfeit it is you're, you're kind of telling the same story with Christian cage and kill switch. Let's let's change it up a little, guys. Yeah. The other thing I didn't like about the promo was Adam starting it by talking about how everyone was shocked when that was the obvious thing that we all knew was coming, which was still the right move. Well, I mean, it's I, fate, yeah. I I wish I wish he would have gone a little bit more from the angle of, of course, it was me. It was always going to be me. I was never friends with Max. I just wanted to show how much I could mess around with him before I kicked him out of here. Because I'm the top guy, you know, something like that a little bit more. But right. at the end of the day, I think they they got a perfectly acceptable off-ramp from the devil storyline. It got screwed up by Adam Cole getting hurt. It drug on a little long, but they, they wrapped it up in a way that gets you excited for what's going to keep coming. And that's the best you can do with it. And I think the timing of it actually ends up playing very well when you do the reveal. Again, you're, you're tying in because he... He dipped his toes in that hole. It was me all along, right? You know, oh my God, I was wrong. You know, it was Earth all along. You know, you finally made a monkey out of me, Adam Cole. So, but then he immediately diverted. <laughs> yes, I just did Planet of the Apes, the musical. You're welcome. Um, and he immediately diverted back to, you know, you know, it's about destroying a man to his core, how everybody in the back hates him and how everybody, you know, so it's like you were throwing a lot kind of in the, in the blender at once when you could have just, as you said, you could just chose a lane, you know, it's like, I hate yeah. you. F you. It's me. Right. Of course it was me. Or just like everyone hates you. Right. But they did a little bit of everything, whatever. 
Adam Cole's magic on the mic, even sitting down there with a broken freaking ankle in a soft cast. Still magic on the mic. And this is the Adam Cole that we want, right? Mm-hmm. Face Adam Cole's fine. It's cool. This is the Adam Cole that became the star he was in Japan, the star he was in Ring of Honor, the star he was in NXT. This is the best Adam Cole. And did you guys catch the safest comment he could have possibly thrown out there of, you're never going to see MJF again? Oh, yeah. He started with that. He's gone, and you're never going to see him again. That's the safest thing he could say because... Obviously, he's going to be a free agent here in the very near future. So, maybe. But he's also... Allegedly. Allegedly. But he's also having either extensive rehab or surgery on that that shoulder. Both of them are neither... Are not (laughs) short-term things. You know? So, he's going to be out no matter what. Yeah. But, you know, if he he doesn't resign and goes to the Fed, then there you go. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, but if he does resign and he heals up, then there you go. Like it's beautiful. Like either way, it could work out very well. It's very safe. I really appreciate Adam Cole saying that. I'm looking forward to it. I have not seen if they've already dropped a shirt yet, but it'll probably be coming. They in have. The it's the crown. It has the word "undisputed" across it, kind of like in graffiti-looking uh, stuff. Pull your mic closer I, to you, Jamie. I really like the Samoa Joe shirt that's on pro wrestling tees right now but that's just me i like the i like the uh uh redneck kung fu shirt they have that's pretty solid yeah <laughs> all right that's a good yeah. one all right so after this all right, right really we- quick before we move on i i i have a question and i don't think anyone's gonna have the answer to this but 42. why isn't adam why isn't adam cole on the roddy rascal why is he crutching it down to the ring when roddy's <laughs> got an a fleet of scooters point. at his disposal why These are the things I think about that keep me up at night. Now we go on our crutches, and it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Get on the Roddy <laughs> Rascal. Yeah. I mean, I've seen video evidence of Roddy and a Rascal. So it's yeah. a thing. They got to bring it back. Uh, bring it back for 2024. Get the whole Undisputed Kingdom, just like they've all got their own little scooter. <laughs> like the bull club gold did with the uh with the, the big wheels <laughs> those are great so all right so after this um you had jay white come out which i really enjoyed this segment too jay white's like oh so i'm just collateral damage is that what i am like that's crap like i'm a stepping stone for you guys because i was all by myself well i'm not all by myself right now and then here come the guns they start, you know, having a little humble, 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 say the word. They're having a little kerfuffle. Um, better, better. <laughs> and like tides turn because Wardlow gets in there. And then here comes the acclaim to make the save on Bullet Club Gold. So there's a little intense little stare off between Bullet Club Gold and. Uh, our friends in the acclaimed Bull Club Gold leaves, but that's how they end it. So then they are adding the the enemy of my enemy is still my enemy, or do you see a unholy alliance coming? I see them doing something and not just having uh, nothingless this push for the acclaimed and Bull Club Gold while they're focusing on 
the undisputed kingdom. Bull Club Gold, Bull Club of his nature is always a tweener thing anyway, right? So now you're interested in the picture back with the acclaim for the trios title, but you also don't take Jay White so far away from the main picture as well. I yeah, this kind good of good use of roster. Yeah, we there was another or there was an episode of, of Dynamite or Collision a few weeks or a month or so back that I had the same comment about. But this kind of reminded me of the Attitude Era a bit. Like there is just roaming packs of groups of wrestlers that are occasionally going to try and fight each other, and you you a lot of time you don't know who's going to pop out and run into who and who's going to have some issues to fight about that week. Uh, I imagine this is going to lead to the acclaimed versus uh, Roddy in the kingdom for the six man titles, which I wouldn't mind seeing probably the acclaimed versus bullet club gold as well. Uh, I think if you're going to go hard on this undisputed kingdom gimmick, give Roddy and the kingdom, the six man titles as well. We all know the ROH tag titles aren't going to get defended that often. Might as well give them the six man (laughs) titles, but yeah, like, I I enjoy that you're getting more more of your talent involved in any given angle. Just like the stuff in the main, you got Swerve and Hangman, but they're both wanting to go after Joe as well. It just seems like you've got a bigger roster when they're all interacting with each other with more frequency, and it's not, oh, I have an issue with this guy, and it's only going to be us interacting for like the next six to eight weeks until we pair <laughs> off with someone else. It's not a skinny little tree, you know. You got a nice big yeah. thick tree with a bunch of branches on it. Use them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you it lets you come back to stuff. Like Swerve and Hangman, Full Gear was six weeks ago where they had their big death match and they've touched on a little bit, but Swerve got through the tournament unharmed. Like you, you just you always have stuff to go back to. For real. Heather, like a, a post apocalyptic, like you he said packs of, of random people. Of roaming wrestlers. <laughs> yes. Oh what a day. What a beautiful day. <laughs> From the wasteland. All right. Uh, we know somebody who's from the wasteland. We know a few people from there. Yeah. You. Uh, so after this, you actually had your first match, which I did. I was glad that they started the promo on the aftermath show, like, you know, the fallout show. Uh, I felt like that was perfect. But then they actually had a really good, solid first opening match, as they always do. And that's Orange Cassidy and Dante Martin. And, gentlemen, this is probably the first time I've noticed since Dante Martin's been back. Probably because I haven't really, like, cared to really watch any of his matches that much. Um, (laughs) Or just I just missed him. He has gotten a lot thicker. He's got some some bulk on him now, that's for sure. Because he did his high fly move, like, you know, where he jumps off the, the bottom rope, you know? Usually he gets like tons of airs. Like he's not getting as much air as he used to. And I'm like, oh, it's because homeboy got sung by a bee. Well, let's be fair here. And uh, I'll let the professional wrestler in the room comment on this maybe. But, you know, this man's flying around like he's got nothing to lose. And that included him flying around getting a Canadian destroyer through like God knows what. And his legs snapping on a pay-per-view in front of God and everybody watching. A little bit of bulk. Might yeah. help you on some of that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, one, you got a little extra muscle. You're probably less likely to break a bone in some of those situations. Now, some situations, like something hits right, doesn't matter how big you are, you're, sure, you're screwed either sure. way. But 
it never hurts to to have a little bit extra muscle on. Uh, he definitely looks like he's filling out a bit, but also with him being younger, that just kind of happens. Is like you kind of yeah. hit an age where you you start to look more like a man. And I thought Dante Martin looked a lot better than he has in the past, just being a little bit bigger. It Same. makes his offense look a lot more yeah. impactful. It's not all just flippy spinny shit, right? I love flippy spinny shit, but you got it. Yeah, he's and, becoming mix better. It up. Like mix it yeah, up, a little yeah. Bit. Like I enjoyed the shit out of this match because I mean I love all Orange Cassidy matches just because he can actually like run a match. But yeah, like I like no, the like, I like the I like the thing. slow kick uh, reprisal back and forth. Yeah, it. that was really cool. That was a good story. Yeah, this this was great. Uh, this is like where I want to see Dante Martin throw in their match with someone else that can like move around with all the high flying stuff and just have a good fun TV match. Yeah, it's exactly what you needed out of it. And then after this, you had the, the the little factions out there. Of course, you had like the best friends, which had Danhausen and um, uh, Hook was out there. I think right was Hook one of them. Yeah, yeah. Danhausen Hook. Yeah, and then of course you had um, Dante Martin's brother and uh, Action Andretti. Action Andretti. Thank you. And after the match. Private party's back, ladies and gentlemen, and no one is as happy as JJ <laughs> oh. is. Because I know, like, I love Private Party, but JJ I is a mark for Private Party. Love Private Party. I have sung their praises since day one. I said they've been a cornerstone. Because I, you know, back books. when back when everybody was healthy and AEW was didn't have a ton of storylines built up, they had this. ridiculous ridiculous tag division right there was a few teams we saw out there the acclaimed was one of them right and i said this is the modern day version of you know dudley's christian edge hardy boys right and you got private party acclaimed and i think top flight was the other one that we used right I don't remember. I don't remember the third one. I think it was Top Flight. But no, I love Private Party. I think their stick is great. I think they are fantastic together. Mark Mark did buff up as well. Mark also has had an injury problem all, on top of that. But they got a great pop, and I'm happy to see because it was a little awkward how they did everything before they came out. But then they got a good pop, and I'm, I'm happy to see because, you know, as we talked about a few weeks back, you know, you got FTR, but you've got a lot of kind of put together tag teams, you know, including your champions right now. It's good to have true tag teams like private party. That's why I'm happy. Yeah. The, uh, the initial hitting their music got a little bungled by the sound guy. He played top flights music instead, <laughs> uh, but they corrected it. Uh, yeah, good to see Private Party back. Good to see uh, Brother Zay no longer associated with the Hardys, even yes. going as far as saying they'll beat the Hardys too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy that. And yeah, more tag teams, always better. Like I, I would like to see a few more tag teams added as well that are actual tag teams and get a nice revolving roster where you have a tag team mid-card, a tag team lower card, and top teams, kind of like you do in the singles roster. So right. yeah, good to see him back. Absolutely. Um, after this, you had a quick little backstage thing with Tony Storm uh, saying that she is not going to be in New Jersey. So she's going to go to uh, Manhattan and go to Broadway. Uh, and she asked Luther, Luther to carry her and did chin up tits out. 
and then kicked her shoe. No, she just I did chin was... tits is, is the list. Chin tits. Yeah, chin tits. Shoo. <laughs> um, then you had um, House of Black. You know, you had that little House of Black thing with FTR. I thought that was excellent. Um, that match. Was... I am ready for mm-hmm. that match. I got, I got things going on Saturday, but I'm going to figure out a way to watch it. Yeah, I thought that was going to be on the pay-per-view. I don't know why that got pushed to a week later. I know, right? Uh, well, I think they needed to have something. I, I think, well, he already had 12 matches, including the pre-card. Yeah, we didn't need the uh, the four-on-four with, with Jericho and uh, Sammy Guevara in it. Oh you, oh, you mean Sting Farewell Tour Part 2? Throw Sting out there with FTR <laughs> for a night to give me that match instead. Why? For all of us, just uh, because. Um. So you ha- also had an interview with Prince Nana. I thought that was a little fun, uh, hyping up their match between uh, Strickland and Garcia, which which. Oh, you did miss it at the very, very, very beginning of the show. Samoa oh, Samoa Joe. Joe. Samoa yeah. Joe did cut a promo. It was post match promo that they aired, right? And my God, Samoa Joe is so good on the mic. Oh, oh. So good. Just it's, it's about it's, it was about like ninety seconds. Go back and look it up on YouTube. Go back and watch it. It's fantastic. It just he just calls out everybody. Hangman swerved, and you know the dominance. The oh my god! Thank God Joe yeah. is our champion. Joe's the champion we needed, but we yeah. don't deserve him. Absolutely, he's getting a new belt too. By the way, they said that in the the media scrum, and they're gonna go back to a black strap. And I saw some, I saw some leaks that it's gonna be just tweaked just a little bit, right? It's gonna be a little bit more black in the belt itself. Speaking of belts, really quick, that that Continental Coastal Breakfast Championship is pretty. That's that's a good looking belt. Good looking belt. <laughs> Have you, did you guys see the release of the IWGP global uh, champion? Global yeah. championship. Oh yeah. my god! IWGP is going all tone. in on white straps. Their junior tag titles have white straps now too. I think I feel I like mean, they're watching our podcast, obviously, because. <laughs> I mean, definitely better than the Divas World IWGP Championship. I um, that belt. I no, the global but is fantastic. Speaking of divas, if you will, um, Mariah May, a diva in her own right, uh, making her AEW in-ring debut against Queen Amanata. What did you guys think of this debut? I thought it was... I was unsure of how it was going to be received. Okay, Jersey's not a... Jersey's a, actually a pretty savvy you know, wrestling hotbed area right you know mm-hmm. they do there's a lot of there's a lot of indie and a lot of hardcore and a lot of deathmatch stuff in jersey you know so but they tend to be very smart fans as a whole but i was still unsure of how the crowd was going to react to this match i thought they reacted great i thought the match was fine uh queen Amanata, we've seen a lot she's always done a she's done a fine job she's done a very good job every time she's in the ring right um i think mariah may i think it was i think it was a good it was a good way for mariah may to give her an quote-unquote easy victory without it you know being too telegraphed local talent sort of thing right so i thought it was a good match and they actually gave it a decent amount of time you know it was a it was close to 10 i think they gave them you know so Good on them. Good on her. 
Yeah, it was, they got a decent amount of time. And when I first saw this match announced, I thought it'd be one of their typical squashes. I'm glad it went some time though, because you saw enough of Mariah May to come up with the assumption that she can probably hang in there with anyone else in the division. But being the new new person they're debuting, she also it took her 10 minutes to beat someone that's not even signed. So it doesn't necessarily put her right off the bat as one of your top women, as far as what you're visually seeing in the ring, which is probably the best way to debut her. Like, you don't need to make her look unstoppable right off the bat, mm-hmm. especially when they're doing the angle they are with Tony. Uh, I, I enjoyed this match more than I've enjoyed a lot of the Dynamite women's matches recently uh one thing i noticed in this match it looked like two grown women wrestling and i think Mm -hmm. between your sky blues and your julia hearts like there has just been a lot of just younger looking women wrestling and uh because they are mariah may is only like 25 too so it's not like they look old or anything but they just look like two adult women having a wrestling match yeah uh, even even from like an athletic standpoint, like they just ha- both had a little bit taller posture, both looked a little bit more athletic in the ring. I thought this was a good showing for AEW. I think they should sign Queen Emanata too. The the crowd liked her. She was over. She yeah. could wrestle just as well as you need her to. I think that would be another good piece for your women's division. Agreed. That was the first time I'd ever actually seen her wrestle. I I, I was impressed. She's I enjoyed wrestled it. on Dark quite a few times. I know that. She's yeah, been in Ring of Honor. I was going to say, she's been in Ring yeah. of Honor, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, ladies and gentlemen, the Japanese wrestling mark that I am, I've seen Mariah May. And if you've never watched her wrestle, which hopefully tonight was the first time you saw it, you can see the heavy influence of <laughs> Japanese-style wrestling in her style. Very hard-hitting, very quick, like... 100% she wrestled a stardom style match, which that is different. Like WWE style wrestling is different from AEW style wrestling. New Japan's different. And stardom is its own animal too on how they wrestle. And the way she did her drop kicks and things like that. Like a lot of the girls just like are light as a feather, man. Like that shit looks stiff and hard and look great. And I am a Mariah May fan. I think she's great. I loved her work on the mic afterwards. Um, you know, saying that, you know, she's she made her debut in AEW and like was acting like she's all super excited. And then she's like, but I did do it in New Jersey. Uh, was a little, little bit on the nose. Yeah. 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 I thought the, the, Delivery was a little off on that for some I reason. did too. Yeah. That part, but everything else was great about it. She's like, ah, like got the think, crowd behind her. I think it. at the beginning, I think she was just still catching her breath from the match. Uh, because when she delivered the final line uh, after a certain person appeared shortly after this, that was delivered perfectly. That popped me. But yeah, the promo right. itself was a little awkward, but just continually getting new faces in the women's division on TV. I know Mariah May has been around for a couple weeks, but we got 10 minutes of TV revolving around two women that one had never wrestled on the show before. The other one just been on ring of honor. They're doing different stories. And there's, there was another segment with women later on that had me somewhat interested in a (laughs) member of the women's roster. I do not care for much, but we'll get to that. Uh, Yeah. I do want to talk about that. So 
I think, and to, to, before we get to the big surprise, you know, uh, I just want to, real quick, do you think, because you talk about women versus young girls wrestling, right? Not really, we know that, but you know, like the impression. Do you feel it's because you've got people like Sky Blue, who's been like in Midwest Indies, and then in AEW, and, you know, Julia Hart, who's been in, you know, an indie, and then, you know the nightmare factory, you know, as opposed to Mariah May, who's been in Japan in stardom before. Do you think that, do you think that that maybe is the big thing is, you know, while they're not wildly different age wise, some of these talents where they've wrestled is varied so much, which is given. I think that's a big part of it. I think AEW, especially in the women's division, but also in the men's division as well, they have signed a lot of projects and I think they largely built their women's division around women that weren't really ready for TV yet, but you knew they could be. And a lot of them, your sky blues, your Julia hearts, they are learning on live TV, which is hard to do. So I don't want to take anything away from them, no, no, but no, you can, you know. yeah, but you can see the difference between any of the matches you've seen Sky Blue or Julia Hart have, I would say ever in AEW and the way a Mariah May looked tonight in their first match. There is just a crispness there that comes from experience and just working with the best talent in the world. And that's why a Julia Hart has come along as much as she has, even to where she is now, because she's been on the road with some of the best wrestlers in the world. But yeah, a Mariah May... Um, that's someone that you sign that's ready to go, and they just haven't made a lot of those signings in the women's division. Well, hold on to your horses, guys, because they just signed another one. What? Not only did they have Mariah May looking really strong tonight, they happen to be in New Jersey, and a free agent is off the board, ladies and gentlemen, the Virtuosa. Virtuoso, sorry. Virtuosa. Yeah. I, I said it right the first time? Yeah. yeah virtu- virtuosa. A, a, a yeah. is feminine. Virtuosa. That's right. Virtuosa. Um, Deanna Perrazzo, ladies and gentlemen, of TNA fame, one of the best women. I will call it out now. One of the best female wrestlers in the world today. Technically sound. Just amazing. And a New Jerseyan. And yeah. Not just TNA fame. She's done Japanese. She was she was recently the AAA uh, Reina the Reina's champion as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I was this surprised me. Like, I, I'm not surprised that Deanna Perrazzo is in AEW. That Deanna Perrazzo is in AEW two days after her contract expired. <laughs> like, bam, let's go. Like, I am not ex- shocked at all. Who's her best friend? I don't actually know that. Who's Brit her Baker. best friend? It's Brit Brit Baker. Baker. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Brit, Brit was in her <laughs> wedding. Okay, I just, I just didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she yeah. was also in Chelsea Green's wedding, but... They, well, yeah, they're all... They're all she doesn't like the Fed because the, how the Fed did her dirty last time. She'll so never go back. So She'll, many places. It, I don't say never, but it's going to take a whole lot of bridge building to get her back in the Fed. Well, CM Punk's there again, so anything's possible. <laughs> anything Warrior went possible. back. But hey, this is... died, but Warrior this is, went back. This is AEW's <laughs> win, though. Hard. Deanna Perrazzo. Oh. Oh. And like what I was saying earlier about this show kind of setting up AEW for 2024, mm-hmm. they're fleshing out the women's division. You you got a your focal segment of women for the night, 
ended up with two talents that a month ago, no one on your show had seen on your TV before. Obviously we know who these people are, but right. Uh, what a way to kick off the year for your women's division. You've got two top women that aren't even your champion that you're showcasing in this first show. that are brand new to the company. And you've got apparently uh, Jamie Hayter's not far from coming back. Britt Baker's not mm-hmm. far from coming back. I mean, oh, come on, Jamie Hayter versus uh, Deanna Perazzo. Does that not scream London to you guys? <laughs> Jamie Hayter versus Mariah May. Give me that All tomorrow. Of this. All they of had, this. they. I mean, both of them were in stardom. Like, let's make that happen. Yeah. Ugh. Picking up finally. Hopefully. 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 All right. It is time for the patriarch. Our father, trademarked by this damn show, makes her uh, State of the Union. And it opens up with Mama Wayne saying, Our father, Christian Cage. I just want to call that out for the record. For him. She demands that we all give the respect to our father and i think if anybody's been watching this show has been a friend of this show knows that we are very respectful of our father uh put a pin here real fast austin how are you with the mother wayne oh you and non-wrestlers i'm I'm all about respecting our father the patriarch christian cage uh but that being said i still would just rather not see nick wayne's mom on my tv (laughs) okay all right just checking checking in on that Still not a fan. Okay. But it is what it is. You know, she's also got a daughter named Stacy, right? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Stacy's mom's got it going on. on Stacy's mom should get it going on somewhere else, not Wednesday nights <laughs> on my television. You're not going to phase him with that <laughs> lazy attempt of a song reference. At least, so I, I will say she doesn't really take <laughs> away from the segment. I don't think she adds anything to it. Um, but they don't stay on her long. Uh, she's clearly kind of yeah. going for the Vicky Guerrero heat, but just it's fine. It's not like I said, it's not killing Eventually the segments for me, off, yeah. but I just, I don't think she adds anything to the story. She had her little moment or two, but you don't need her. You don't need to be flying her out to TV every week. True. Oh, no, okay. not at all. All right, Jamie, keep going. All right. So Christian's out there, you know, talks about the war he went through with Adam Copeland and he also he decided you know what I, I need to thank a few people he thanks Mama Wayne of course then he then he thanks his pride and joy the apple of his eye Nick Wayne and tells Nick that he loves him and kisses him on the forehead then he has one person left he wants to thank uh, you know who sealed the victory who who climbed and did like did everything they could at the end in order to get that win, and like you see you see Luchasaurus or, or sorry kill Switchosaurus is getting all like yeah this is my moment this is my moment and then of course Christian turns to the screen and goes me myself like, myself <laughs> it's like yes so good dude I love Christian uh... Christian's doing the best work he's ever done like that's all there is to it. He is. I I wish after he thanked himself, he would have then just thrown a casual, oh yeah, and uh, Killswitch helped out too. Like something where he wasn't just completely ignoring Killswitch back there. It 
it seems like even for a heel, such a weird tactical error to like be very clearly pissing off the giant dinosaur that's supposed to be watching your back. Like it's almost too on the nose for me. Still just fantastic delivery. Great promo. It, uh, but there, it just, it seems like they're telegraphing the kill switch turn like way too much. Like seem dialed back a bit. And I thought I, I had that same thought shoot through my, my, my neural regions as well. And I'm like, why with this masterfulness that they're doing? And Christian's got a lot of control over a lot of this too, right? Why are they being so blatantly obvious, right? <clears throat> he sticks out like a sore thumb anyway, just because of the, the whatever, you know. But you can get over that, you know. They keep him in the 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 you know the evil dinosaur shtick, right? You could have done dinosaur with a suit on, you know. You no, know? like why why are they being so on the nose obvious with this? Here's my thought. I don't know if this is, you know, it just it just might be the simplest the answer is, you know, it's the quickest place between two points is a straight line. Maybe that's just it. Maybe that whatever. That's just what they're doing. But what if they have like some extra angle worked into this, right? And I can't help, I want to keep going back. Jungle Boy. Jack Perry, right? The turning of of the turning of Luchasaurus kill switch. What kill switchosaurus is superseded by a returning Jack Perry, who the him and Christian were all along. They really got it. It was really about them all along, after all, right? You know, because that's an extra deep cut that this type of Christian would do, as opposed to being so stupidly, blatantly, obviously avoiding, you know, giving any any love to the giant monster of a man right in front of you. I don't know. Maybe that's a projection. Maybe not. I, I would be good with that. I would love if this was all some kind of setup. Um, that, that would be good storytelling. And it seems more likely than not though. It's just to, to get kill switch away from them. Eventually I could see yeah. them when they do bring back Jack Perry putting him with Luchasaurus again and then doing those two against Christian and Nick Wayne for a little bit of a run. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to see him come back as a face, but they just brought back San Sammy Guevara and flipped him after he had been heel for a week. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did. It, it, it screams jungle boy to me. Like I, it, cause to you guys' point, it's so on the nose, you know, it hurts. It's like it's like they've never been this obvious, you know. Except for maybe Adam Cole, you know. Even the Adam Cole thing, there was still some doubt, but no. yeah, like there's no <laughs> doubt. So it, it screams, it screams Jack Perry, JBJP, gonna make his illustrious return and save save his dinosaur, and they're gonna ride off to the sunset, you know, as TNT champion, something like that. Like I can see that happening. And I still believe he'll be coming back to a hero's welcome, by the way, because he used real glass. <laughs> I thought. All right. So after this, you had a women's segment. You had Ruby Soho. Hey, Ruby. Um, appreciate Harley Cameron's help on Friday with... Um, the 
beautiful Soraya. Um, I didn't say talented, um, but <laughs> you know, so they were there saying that, you know, and Harley's like, I'm glad to be a part of the outcast. And there was some extra afterwards. I was half paying attention. I'm not even going to lie. So if you guys could just kind of fill me in all on right. what you noticed, what you saw. So first of all, Harley Cameron is playing. This is by far much better than whatever the hell she was doing with QT Marshall. Okay? Absolutely. Oh yeah. This is unhinged gloriousness. She even wore the studded black leather because she's trying to match Ruby, you know. Because that's anyway. And there's definitely some like innuendos there that we don't know about between her and Soraya. You know, they're giving. She's trying to do. They're trying to do a thing of something, you know, which we don't know. Um, but she's definitely like the unhinged crazy one, you know. And I think. I, I, I don't know what the end goal is of this. It feels like it's a big turn on Ruby to turn her face eventually, right? You know? That's um, what it seemed like to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because because they're not really giving you any indication. They're talking about something, and she's hinting at her at something, and not to reveal some things at some points, right? You know? Well, so right before that, she kept telling Soraya, I'll do anything for you. Anything. Oh, yeah. I'll do anything. And then Ruby was like, why is she looking at you like that? And then Ruby walks away and Soraya turns to Harley and was like, don't be so obvious. It seems uh, like they're obviously telegraphing a turn, but do it. Get Ruby away. Like, yeah. Have this finally be the thing where Ruby realizes maybe stop being a lackey and go be a baby face for a while. Uh, this segment, though, seeing Harley with Soraya made me more interested in Soraya than anything else they've really done with her since she's been there. She seems like the perfect lackey yes. where Ruby always just kind of seemed like an idiot hanging out with Soraya. Um, like almost like she's too smart to put up with that shit. But Harley seems like the perfect crazy person that will just follow Soraya around and do whatever she says. Right, so again, right. more interesting development in the women's division. And you don't need to have him in the ring either. It's the great thing about that with yeah. Soraya. Whereas Ruby is better off as a wrestler. I, I like to see, and I've told you this in the past, JB, I'd like to see them do Ruby as like a true like loner punk on her own, right? Fuck everybody, you know, I'm doing it myself bit, right? You know, no friends, no nothing, right? Because that fits her shtick and, you know, kind of the way that they're building up this whole, you know, you know, the character for her. But, you know, I feel like you do that with Soraya because Soraya is still, to anybody's chagrin, she's still a recognizable face, right? <laughs> and you want to keep that, you know, but she's so good doing the stuff that's not inside the ring to have her keep doing this. This is fantastic. And it gets them on TV, but it's a different story. I love it. See, what they should do with Ruby is keep doing the thing where she's hanging out with Cool Hand Ange and she starts picking up the 40s, 50s switchblade greaser gimmick or whatever. Ooh, I like that. And then yeah. goes after Timeless Tony Storm and you do an entire black and white match that's real goofy, but it's probably pretty entertaining. Yes. I like that. Well, I think it's already telegraphed that they're going to try to get Harley to flirt with cool hand Ange. i think that's the whole angle i think that's the angle they're going with i think they're going to go over that sense. my if you know, i i i think that's i like i like that idea though austin that's really cool but that'd be the I, best idea i think that this is probably what they're going to do but i think that because it feels like if you're making her a face you're going to put her by herself right and you're going to do that yeah. ruby against the world thing right because that's i don't know i i th i like that best i think that's a good stick for her 
Anything that gets her out of being useless lackey. Yes. Because Ruby hasn't really had a story that actually involved her at all in forever. As with no. the outcast, she was just the third outcast. And the only was she always- ever had was the first when she first came in. That's only because here's yeah. Ruby Soho. You know her and we like her, so let's give her a title run. That was that was the story. Yeah. That never happened. And even our, when our they were even shot, when they were teasing the even when they were teasing her being torn between Soraya and Tony, she never really like became her own person. She just decided to keep hanging out with Soraya and do whatever she well, said. Because the focus wasn't on was because honestly and it led to Thomas Tony Storm, so you can't blame him for this. But the yeah, focus absolutely. wasn't on Ruby. If they would have made the focus on Ruby, it could have actually been an even better bit because you've got the two sides and they're pulling apart at her. Yeah. But the focus was on Tony the whole time, deservedly and when so, you, right? So she's kind of in the middle. She's an accessory. Yeah, and when you don't put any of the focus on Ruby, she becomes Rebel from the Britt Baker trio. Like just the third one that just kind of fades mm-hmm. into obscurity. And Ruby deserves better than that. I don't know if she deserves a title run. She's not. She deserves a title. God damn it! She deserves better than being rebel. Yeah, she does. I, I do. I do. want to call it Heather saying a gimmick from every decade. I think that would be absolutely hilarious. And then she also. I just. I do want to call back when she's like. I feel like they're starting a cult with the patriarchy. If they're starting a cult, like I have a father. I will gladly trade him in to be part of that cult. Uh, I'm, just, I'm drinking. I'm drinking that Kool Aid from from Cage Town. Like, let's go. Like, let's make this happen. Um, that's a deep cut for anybody who doesn't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, if so, read a book. Um, all right. So after this, you had. I, I want to get your guys' reactions first because I have thoughts on this. Kaneske Takeshita. Going up against Darby Allen, I actually have been pr- uh, practicing saying his last name, so I've officially <laughs> which is, got Takeshita. Funny because you should be able to say that no problem. Um, I know I just double K it. I am somewhat annoyed by the amount of times recently I've seen Darby Allen wrestle, and afterwards been, damn, that was probably my favorite Darby Allen match. Like, <laughs> I mean, for a match he got beat up for most of it, it didn't. I. Lo- it didn't feel like it felt like it was like this. It was a great match. This was probably my favorite Darby Allen match I've ever seen. I didn't, you got a taste of it in the four on four at the pay-per-view, but until like the bell rang, this match started, I didn't realize like how smart of a matchup this was with just what they're both good at. And this was phenomenal. Yeah. And it was mostly Darby Allen getting beat up still, but even at that, it didn't hurt the match at all. Takeshita has just come up with new ways to throw a man that just oh, other people have not thought of yet. This is that all about rolling German down the ramp was just dude. perfection. I, th- I think we are, Heather. Yeah, Heather. <laughs> we. I, I have turned a slight corner on Darby. I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but I enjoy watching wrestle more than I used to. I wasn't as far around the corner as these two, especially Jamie uh, was, but I think they're, yeah. I think we are. So this match had, I mean, he had a Will Ospreay moment. 
you know, with the release German suplex getting on standing, then the somersault German suplexes down the entrance ramp, which was sick. But by far and away, my favorite thing out of the whole damn thing was the avalanche German suplex, and when the suicide dive into that stiff ass knee from Takeshita, like. My God, but it didn't feel like the typical 95% Darby Allen just getting his well, shit pushed saying. in. And it, but it like, was. It really was. But it didn't feel like it. Because he was actually getting in more offense. So, like, they were mixing in his offense instead of shit. Oh, okay, fine. I'll lie. I'm, I'm going to get some offense and find a way to win this. Like, they found a good balance, and it was beautiful. Like, if it weren't for Swerve and Garcia, this is my match of the night. Oh, this this was my match of the night. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Swerve and Garcia. That was Flames. But for me, this was my match of the night. It was it was unexpectedly great, which is like Swerve mm-hmm. and, and Dana Garcia. I was expecting that to be great. This wasn't even like announced until you got into the show. And then, damn, did it deliver. <laughs> I like and it's a great push. Darby, once again, we've mentioned this a million times. Darby can take he can he, Darby can lose every week, have an 0-87 record, still be a top guy, right? Cool, right? Because everybody, girls love him, and he sells a lot of merch. Fantastic, right? But this is what they're doing for Takeshka, I like the whole Hana mask thing they're going with him. The new graphics. Still don't like the I, I don't hate it as much, but I'm still not a big fan of the single note, you know, entrance music you know i love it I yeah love it. i think it's time to switch that up a bit you can start with that for like the first 10 seconds but then give it a little something right or whatever but i like kind of you know what they're doing with him they're, yeah, but because you wonder you look at you look at the family and i think you asked this a couple weeks ago you know because it's the family i think jamie was it you or is austin one of you was talking asking the question if the donk house family is going to mid-card hell or going to the middle of nowhere right well, I don't, you know, I think you, you're you're seeing a valiant effort to make Takeshka what he should be a top guy, right? I mean, this is just putting him more into that spotlight, which I love love to see. So, yeah, My- and I I think it's no coincidence that me enjoying more Darby Allen matches recently has overlapped with Darby Allen losing more matches recently. <laughs> uh, he doesn't need to beat everybody. Like this was a great win for Takeshita. It, yeah. He beat a top guy cleanly in the middle of the ring. Uh, and Darby's supposed to be that unkillable guy that keeps kicking out. He's a more interesting character when he loses. Cause he doesn't need to win all the time, nor should your underdog whose job is good as ass beat always win. He should win more often than not, but yeah, it was, it was a great use of both these guys to make Takeshita look like more of a guy, and hopefully they keep that going forward because Takeshita is dope. He, he's a top guy. Like I, I got I got nothing else to say about him, guys. All right, so let's go. Hey, to there the was next. a sighting after this match. Did you have? Did you see the sighting? It was a Brian Keith on your television sighting. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That's where I was getting ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Know. So so now you have the AEW Segway, Continental Jamie. title on, shot. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. So you have an AEW Continental title shot. Trent Beretta, Brian Cage, 
El uh, Del Vikingo and the bounty hunter himself, Brian Keith. And this match was a lot of fun. It was just a big mess, but it was a lot of fun. But I feel like any four-way match is always a big mess. Like four, five, six. Like oh yeah, just... more often than not. But it, little, I rotating it. in and out bits that they do. You have trade off of big moves. Brian Cage in a Sega Gear. I, I like Brian Cage. Okay, as a wrestler. And I feel like these are the types of matches where he actually shows what he can do, right? Yes, his mm. personality is. <laughs> but he can put up there. Yeah. And we, the juxtaposition of him and El Hijo de Vikingo. It's comical. It's great because you're, you're seeing ridiculous stuff both sides. Brian Keith looked great. Trent's look, Trent's always looks good. So. It was a great yeah. match to have in between the two. I just like that Brian Keith has been showing up a lot recently yes. and all over the country. It's not like they just keep passing through Texas and he happens to be around, mm-hmm. but there, I feel like he's one of those guys that they're randomly going to announce Brian Keith is all elite and he'll have been on TV for like six months and <laughs> we'll, we'll rejoice, but we'll have, we'll have seen him. But I thought there was a, 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 non-zero chance that Brian Keith could end up winning this. And Eddie was putting him over on commentary at the beginning of the match too. Trent was an interesting choice. Really any four of these guys can go have a fun match with Eddie Kingston on collision. Uh, I thought they were going to go with, with Brian cage though. I thought Brian Keith was a possibility, but I figured Brian cage would win. Just give Ev- Eddie a different type of match. Yeah. Uh, Cause he hasn't really like wrestled, a guy that's, I mean, he wrestled Brody King in the Continental Classic, but it's a different style of match that, that you haven't seen from Eddie in a while. But either way, it was a it was a fun four way, and it was nice to see four guys that aren't necessarily like main event guys competing for a shot at one of your non main event championships. It's just good TV. Good match. Yeah, I was really shocked that Brenna won. I I did not have that my my bingo card whatsoever. But it does also make the most sense when you look at those four, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what's Brett's shtick? Good take team wrestler in Japan that never wins a title in America. <laughs> he always comes this close, right? That's their shtick. So, mm-hmm. first opponent for um, Eddie's title makes sense. Yeah. All right. So right after that, you had Hangman Page. Returning with a, a more full beard, definitely a more full beard. Um, saying he's just there to kick somebody's ass, you know, he's all fired up. He's all, all um, right, Piper did in there, <laughs> he was. Um, definitely had psycho Sid eyes going on for sure. Um, so that's right before the swerve, uh, and Daniel Garcia match. So I think that was very telegraphed, but whatevs. Um, this match was really good. Had a dance off between Swerve and Nana. <laughs> I mean, Garcia and Nana. That's all I needed. That's all I needed for the night. Um, and that's honestly why I kind of got a match of the night because I just loved it. I just needed <laughs> that dance off in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, but Swerve is just so damn phenomenal. Um, Swerve obviously picks up the dub there. And then at the very end, here comes good old Hanger. And. Hanger and, and Swerve yet again face to face. 
You say yet again. Do you not like that? Uh, I feel it's a tad bit too soon, but I don't hate it. Does that make sense? I thought awesome. it was perfect. Okay. Like, Hanger shows up, fiery, pissed-off cowboy babyface, saying after finding out that Adam Cole is one behind that, he's shown up to kick someone's ass. If Adam Cole's already gone, Samoa Joe's not here, he'll kick someone else's ass in. I liked him scaring Daddy Magic backstage, but if Hanger shows up looking to kick Adam Cole and Samoa Joe's ass and they're not there, but Swerve is out in the ring, why wouldn't he go beat up Swerve? Like, mm-hmm. he said it wasn't done with them. I like the idea of him popping up from time to time. You maybe not keeping it as this constant going angle. Although I think we're likely leading to a three-way at Revolution. Um, but either way, it's... I don't think it was too soon. He laid his hands off him during the tournament. Tournament's over. Back to hands on site. I want to... I want to take a, take a second to kind of like parallel something you said earlier. Okay, because this is the thought that went through my head as it was happening. I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was great. As I've said before, you know, this is one of those things that I just want to see more of, you know, so I'll always be always be welcome to this. I feel like they're doing the right thing with the hangman character. Finally, right. Not in the elite, not part of the dark order, because, you know, this is the right hangman, I feel, for longevity's sake. We all have wax poetically about our thoughts on Swerve and his trajectory and all this. You said earlier, you talked about Austin, you know, at the beginning of the night, how back in the old days of WWE, you just have the random gangs of wrestlers coming out at times and they'd be intertwined. You also had long running intertwined, interchangeable top guy feuds. One of the most obvious to everybody of our generation's mind is going to be Rock and Steve Austin, right? This is AEW's version. Triple H. Or any, yeah, you could go either way, right? Rock Triple H, you know, or Austin Triple H, right? You know, but that being said, here's here's your Rock Austin. Here's your Rock Triple H for AEW 2024. You can have this pop up at any moment. Run it for a month or two, come back to it three months later, six months later, right? They've demonstrated that this has staying power. They're both around the same age. They're both young guys. They both signed with AEW for a while. They're going to be here. They're obviously top of the card guys. So why not just interject it every once in a while? And I feel that's what it is. You keep coming back to this every once in a while. It's it's to be expected, and it's great because it always has that emotion to it. And that edge, so I don't feel it'll ever really get stale as long as you don't, st- don't stick on it for you know half a year solid. So that was my thought. Yeah, that's fair. And kind of going back to the this show setting up AEW for twenty twenty four, you kind of just put it out there in the world to close your first show of the year. These are our top guys, uh, mm-hmm. not exclusively. Obviously, there's plenty, but you're kind of putting a focus on Hanger that's been gone for a while that probably needs to come back because he's definitely a top guy for you. And you're still keeping Swerve looking like one of the hottest things in pro wrestling. Going back to the match, though, really quick, I love that Daniel Garcia kicked out of all Swerve shit. Like, Swerve had to, like, kill him to finish that match. Mm -hmm. Again, you're building another guy along the way. AEW's roster, I think, is probably the best place it's been in a very long time. 
Agreed. Which is why I don't think they need a lot of guys like Nick Nemeth and yeah, and Ollie. I think, I think Nemeth makes sense though. Again, but to your point, like they don't need it. Like they're building, they're cultivating. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and they're they're allowing their talent to get over and letting them run with the stuff that's working for them. They're not just shoving them to a box they don't fit in and hoping for the best. Like some other company does sometimes. We won't right. get into that. It's one thing you don't want to hear Dan Garcia say is that he is a man in a box. Where you get shove his nose and shit. I, 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 I. Jesus. Right. See, that's how you slide in. You don't do this like big, long setup where you're like telegraphing. You got to just slide it in there, Jamie. Oh, dude, you know, I slide movie it. quotes, but it's like for some song quotes, you have to like telegraph from a mile away. I don't know why. I mean, sometimes, yeah. I mean, hey, <laughs> we've got our strong, strong suits, you know. Touche. I well, mean, this is not a zoot suit riot, okay? This is just <laughs> us doing our thing. I know, I know. Well, that was I like in there. I think I think we should all go have ourselves a beer. Um, thank you guys for joining us Bottle here. <laughs> <of beer. laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm not okay. I don't know about y'all, but uh, thank you for joining us. We do appreciate you giving us some of your time. Congratulations to our new pay per view pick champion, who will soon be with Belt. Hopefully very yes. soon here. Mr. Austin. Yeah, I'll be running it. I had to wait for the show. Yeah. It doesn't make it because me and Jamie, we bowl every Tuesday, so we could boop Yeah, it? that yeah. makes it nice and easy. Yeah, you're done with Wichita. So it's like, all right, we got to do some postage here and there. At least I'm going to go on a uh, historically long run with this belt, so it won't need oh, to change okay. hands again for some oh, time. Oh, historically long. Five time. Five time. Five time. Five time, uh, five time. I think you know, I know which one I'm going on the, uh, now. We're uh, we're getting close to making a decision on if we're going to do picks for Royal Rumble or not. But I'm, I'm uh, going on that head of the table tribal chieftain run with this belt. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, that's it. Now we have to go to Bruno San Martino. We're just we're just turning we're just turning Tony Khan just make more titles. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Thank yeah, you guys I, for. I'm, Hold on. How about we make one more one more belt? We'll call it the Never Wins a Title Ruby Soho title. You can go. You, you can. <laughs> Ruby right, Soho Memorial right Championship. Right, so, so Jamie's now. Jamie, I've muted them both. Fuck it. No, we're just going to go out. You know, they could say whatever the hell they want. I don't care anymore. No, no. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're here alive, we appreciate your support. As always, we'll be back here. Same bad time, same bad channel next week. Um, build up and uh, uh, we'll probably, you know, I know that, you know, I don't know if these guys watch too much of it, but I'm probably going to do a little more talking about uh, uh, TNA since they are coming back and their next pay-per-view is on the 13th. Looks like a fucking banger. Okay. Just flat out say it. Yeah, Will Ospreay, Hilda, Vikingo, Kushida, Women's Ultimate X. There's a lot. Telling you. Mm -hmm. Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you guys. Uh, as always, if you like, if, if it's your first time here, welcome. Please hit that like, subscribe button. It does help us out quite a bit. And we will see you guys next week. Jamie, take us home. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not down to spot fest, I got six words for you. The champ is there for now. <laughs> Hail to the chief, baby. 
Uh, all right, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. Later.